guys. Welcome back to the Forking Wellness Podcast. My name is Barry Strickoff, Registered Dietitian. And I'm Sophie Bertrand, Registered Nutritionist, and we are the authors of the Forking Wellness book and obviously the Forking Wellness Podcast. Each week we sit down and we discuss all things health and wellness from debunking diet myths to nutrition information, lifestyle factors, etc. Stick with us while we try and work out what the Fork Wellness really is. I don't even know what we do. This podcast episode is sponsored by Farm Drop, which is an organic online grocery service delivering fresh and seasonal groceries from over 450 local and independent producers with next day home delivery in two hour slots. You can choose from 5,000 groceries and household products, plus freshly prepared meals and recipe kits with minimal packaging. Everything you need for your weekly grocery shop. With Farm Drop, you're not only enjoying mind-blowing fresh produce, you're also supporting local and sustainable producers as Farm Drop's model ensures the sustainable prices paid to the farmer. All meat, eggs, and dairy are certified organic and free range. So if you are interested, head over to farmdrop.com or install their iOS or Android app and get 20 pounds off your first shop when you spend 100 with code wellness. Hi guys, welcome back to the Forking Wellness Podcast. My name is Barry, registered dietitian. And I'm Sophie, registered nutritionist, and we have a very lovely guest today, Mimi. Hi. Hi, guys. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Thank you so much for having me on. Such a pleasure. You're in the Bahamas now, right? I'm in the Bahamas, and I just got back from Turks and Caicos, so I'm just living the island life. Oh, no big deal. So you're living a life without corona, basically. You're like, you've you've got, you know, the right idea. Definitely good to be uh, to be here during COVID. So lucky. Were your plans to go out there beforehand, or like it was it like as COVID started to pick up, you were like, all right, we should go somewhere that's just gonna like bring <laughs> joy. Yeah, good question. You know, I we didn't move here because of COVID. We were my boyfriend and I. We were thinking of moving somewhere crazy like this for a while. And uh, I lived in London for five years and then my visa expired. I was kind of traveling the world for a year and my boyfriend wanted to get out of London. So we ended up in Vancouver for a few months and then we didn't ever really want to stay there permanently. Um, But I had some work there and then we just kind of decided on the Bahamas. We both have online businesses. We can work from anywhere in the world. And I have a little bit of family here and it's a really good kind of, I guess, uh, spot right in the middle of everywhere we travel, LA, London, Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of just the hub right in the middle. You know, it's really, you know, it was very easy for us to get residency, which I'm so grateful for. Um, and yeah, it's been great. I'm so happy here. Oh, my, oh I'm, I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah, that's literally <laughs> sick as I'm like looking into like cloudy, gloomy London. Um, oh, no. <laughs> No, it's not that bad. I love it here. But yeah, very jealous. So tell us a bit about yourself. Um, You have a podcast as well. So it's probably a bit interesting for you to be the guest and not the host. I love being, yeah, I love being guests on guests in plural. (laughs) I love being a guest on on different podcasts. It's really fun for me because, you know, I've interviewed over 200 people on my podcast, uh, the Mimi B podcast. And, you know, I like, the role reversal sometimes it's it's actually easier for me way more easy i was gonna say sometimes when you're in the host it's like you have to learn to i struggle with this to just like let the guests talk yeah <laughs> i hey listen i struggle with it too we all love talking we love to share and uh i think the hardest the easiest part for me being a guest is that 
Um, or the most fun part is that I don't really know what you guys are going to ask. So it's more fun for me. I, I love, you know, being kind of on the spot. I like, I like pressure for some reason. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> oh, <Uh-oh. laughs> um, so yeah, tell us a bit more about you, um, what you do. I know you're a meditation instructor. Have you always been interested in health and wellness or is this something that has kind of sparked your interest in the past few years? Yeah, absolutely. So I love health, wellness, mental health, personal development. I've been through a really big journey myself and, you know, quote, finding myself. I I used to not be happy. I used to not be confident. I used to not like how my body felt, how it looked. Um, I used to not like the people that I was around. I used to just not really like my life. And I think a lot of people go through that realization around the same time that I did around 18, 19. You know, I just had such a fuzzy vision of where I wanted to go. I always had this deep feeling inside of me. And I think everyone has this feeling if they can tap into it um, of wanting more out of life, not wanting to live an average life. And it just wasn't what my soul could do. And so I, 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 you know, started delving into personal development books, success books, really just taking it into my own hands, uh, you know, learning a lot. And, you know, fast forward, I'm 24 now, I really started this journey when I was 18, um, of whole, the whole kind of health wellness, but also more importantly, the personal development that I've been doing. And fast forward, I guess it's six years now, and I've created the life of my dreams. Um, And I'm so proud to say that. Uh, And yes, meditations helped me so much along the way. But I've only really started consistently meditating over the past two years. So there are still four years there where I was doing a lot of other work. And um, that's kind of, you know, brought me to this point now where I have my platform and app, Mini Method, where it's full of guided meditations, at-home workouts, more Pilates-based workouts, um, and then my healthy recipes. So I love to share with people how I've done this transformation. And I love to share with people the current transformation and, and development that, I, that I'm still undergoing because it's not a finish line thing. It's more of a journey and a process. You know, there's still so many things that I want to work on within myself, but I can finally proudly say that I've achieved so much of what I wanted and it's possible for anyone out there. And if I can do what anyone can, I didn't grow up um, in a very, you know, privileged family in a sense. Like my parents didn't have a lot of money. They were struggling artists. <laughs> um, of course, you know, I'm very blessed and thankful for a lot of the, the you know, being born in Canada and like having grandparents that, you know, I, that did help out a little bit, but, you know, in a general sense, I didn't grow up with abundance and I didn't grow up with the mindset that I could create abundance in my life that I, you know, could create what I wanted. So I had to really go back and and switch these limiting beliefs and work on myself and decide on what I wanted to believe, what I wanted to create in my life. And it was super empowering and it's still, you know, a very weird, but just beautiful process growth. And I love inspiring people to do the same. And I love to help people, you know, rewire their brains and tell them how I did it and see real change. Because at the end of the day, you know, what is, is life really worth fully living? If you're not being you, if you're not living to your fullest and loving life, you know, life is meant to to be loved. And, and so many people don't love life. And it's such a tragic thing I think yeah it's it's heartbreaking when you think you know some people are living their lives and not 
enjoying it but it's so interesting hearing you speak about that because probably so many of your followers look at you and they're like she has it great you know she's got a great life but just hearing the back work that you've done I mean anyone I you know would go as far as saying anyone who looks like they have their life set up and you know they're doing a great job they've been on some sort of difficult journey in order to get there absolutely yeah you have like I really really think that go like I'm so grateful for whatever struggles that I've gone through um you know I've been through many and I won't get into all of them because we'll be here for hours but you know (laughs) I've been through many many really low points in my life and I think the only thing that's really helped me get out of that is my is myself you know as much as Mm -hmm. and listen like I think outside help is incredible for everyone I, I see a therapist every week or a coach every week and I think that's great but at the end of the day it's always up to you it's it's you can't help someone that doesn't want to be helped right that doesn't want to help themselves so that's just you know I've learned a lot (laughs) about Mm -hmm. just life I guess throughout this process and it's been really eye-opening um but I just I truly believe anyone can create the life of their dreams I know it I don't even just believe it I live it and I breathe it and I I know it as a fact so (laughs) I'd like to help people do the same. I feel like when we have these like light bulb moments being like, oh, this is what I can actually do. And this is what I can actually achieve. It's like, well, I just found this out. So how many other people are still living in the dark? And it's kind of like that um, motivation to help others. And I I really do understand that. And something that you said before, which really I think is great, is that you're still on this journey and you're not afraid to show that. And it's not like, okay, look what I did. Cool. Like I'm done now. But to, to show people that it's ever evolving and you can always learn to better yourself or find new ways or new things that you can do that also make you happy. For sure. And I'll tell you something that I've realized, especially recently, that even once you quote, get there, whatever there is for you, you still, like, it doesn't just bring you happiness because you physically are there. And I've had to really work on this uh, the past few months. Cause like, you know, and I'm, incredibly grateful for everything I've created for myself and my life now and and what I have and, you know, my relationships and just, you know, everything, but I still really struggle with mental health sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that just proves to the world that like, you know, money and love and X, Y, and Z like doesn't, is not the only thing that can bring you happiness. I think it definitely brings happiness. I think it's a lie when people say money doesn't bring happiness. I love being able to get what I want and, you know, just have that powerful feeling of being able to like give to my family if they, if they need it or whatever, like that's a really great feeling to me, but it doesn't bring full happiness. It brings instant happiness, you know, and it's nice. I'd rather be depressed in a nice home than, you know, whatever, but it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't bring full happiness. And I've really had to learn that for myself because I did believe that it did one day, um, you know, long time ago. And uh, yeah, you have to just work on, on your happiness every day. Even if you have it all, you know, unless you change the inner, you'll never really experience what you can in life. Yeah, I think it's a case of a lot of people might think, well, you do all this self-development work, you know, self-care, whatever, you read all the right books, and then like, you're there, you're like, oh, yeah, like, I'm happy now. It really doesn't work like that. Like you said, you have to work on it every day. It's not like you get to some finish line, you're like, oh, I can just like, you know, stop doing all the practices that I've been doing now. It really is kind of, I think we just need to stop and, in, you know, learn to enjoy the journey more. Yeah, the gratitude. And the, uh, really, I'll tell you what has made me committed to trying to feel happy now and trying to feel grateful now. And that's a lot of the research and learning I do around 
you know, energy and manifestation, the law of attraction. And I truly believe that being grateful, being in a state of gratitude is the single most abundant feeling to feel because it attracts everything else that you want into your life. Like that energy of being grateful of, of gratitude is the single most best emotion to feel to manifest more of what you want. So that was a way for me to actually like just feel happy in the now. It was by telling myself like I, I'm going to keep manifesting more if I feel this way. And it's kind of, you know, it was a good way to trick myself. But, yeah. um, you know, it, it's worked. I've seen more abundance in my life since being grateful and happy in the moment. Yeah, I completely agree with all of that. And a lot of the time, like when you say it out loud, some people who don't practice it might look at you and be like, whatever, like, you know, it doesn't take that long to do. Like maybe I won't bother with it today, but it, it's so powerful and you can't explain it until you start practicing it. Yeah. yeah. Sophie and I are actually reading a book right now that is kind of all about that. Um, it's called The Source and it's by one of um, our previous guests, Dr. Tarsward. She's literally amazing, but it's like harnessing your source is like harnessing your mind and the yeah. abilities that you have to create what you want and to live that life of abundance literally those are her like that's literally what the book is about and you've just echoed that so much um but yeah it really is it's so important when you do gratitude there's actually research to show that it can help rewire actually the structure of your brain and you become a more positive thinker mm -hmm. and i don't think people understand that like i think we're wired to perceive the world quite negatively and when we can switch that and see the positives and then we search out the positives instead of searching out the negatives that opens so many doors for us um yeah. and yeah it can sound a bit cheesy but i think when you do it and you see the benefits of it and you you understand then you're you there's no turning back mm -hmm. yeah no it's true it's it's the most powerful feeling to feel and it's not cheesy god if like if people listen to everything that I preach, they think I'm the cheesiest person alive. It's just truth. And yeah. I would rather live my truth than look cool or be liked yeah. by, you know, I like love that. Yeah. I've done that. Like tried so hard to fit in and be in the cool crowd. And it's just, it's so not of substance and it actually yeah. never truly brings happiness. So mm -hmm. I just want to be me. And it's so funny because since owning me and being me and just like being so happy and confident in who I am, all those people that I used to want to impress are now trying to reach out to me and they never gave me the time of day back then. Wow. You know, not to say, like, I'm not saying, you know, I, I'm saying that and just to prove that yeah. you, you will actually bring everything that you want, even if it's something more ego driven, like attention from people that you don't even like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I totally understand that. So would you say that like your first real big step into this kind of journey for yourself was those, those gratitude statements or was it something, something no. else? It wasn't those gratitude statements. I went a long time in my journey without fully feeling gratitude. I would try little moments of the day for sure. But the biggest part of the journey, like it's just an add on. It's a cherry on top that will just expedite what you want to come to mm -hmm. you. Actually gratitude. Um, but the real work comes from being consistent and I do a really long morning routine every morning back when I was, you know, working for other people, I'd wake up extra early to get this done this morning routine because it just gets me into the state. I don't wake up happy. I don't wake up like in the best mood. I, you know, I have to really work on it. Yeah. And 
I, you know, I wake up in the morning and I do everything in my morning routine. It's very long. And tell us, tell us, reveal your morning whole, routine. <laughs> I, I have a whole course on it. Um, so that's how in depth it is. Like I have a oh, whole wow. on it because it's like it, it, I talk through everything. It's not one of those things I'm like, oh, I drink lemon water and I journal about this and then that's it. Like it's a really, like it's structured. Um, how long does it take you? I can do it in like 45 minutes, but I, I like to just like, I really love spending time on it and it depends on how long I journal for. So part of the morning routine is that I just free flow journal. Like mm-hmm. morning pages, is that what they're Free flow journal. Like I, I look at my day before and I see how I could have been better, where I fell off track, my triggers when I fell off. Like I really just like dissect myself and really I, it's motivating because I, I, I'm like seeing it. I'm looking at me and my growth and what I want to change about my life right in the eye. And I'm just becoming aware and I'm changing. So it's like a very, you know, it's, you have to be consistent with it though, because even on the mornings that you don't feel like doing the writing and the journaling, like those are sometimes the mornings that I realize big breakthroughs. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, like I, I just prime my brain in the morning there. And I think to answer your question though, the biggest thing that has helped with my growth is uh, to stop being mindless and to stop being distracted with life. Like literally like just decide and look at what you want and keep it at the forefront of your brain because so many of us have goals. So many of us want X, Y, and Z, but we just forget, you know, we just forget about it. And we just, we don't have routines in place to keep it at the forefront of our brain. And then we realize six months later, it's like, oh yeah, I kind of told myself that I would, you know, do this and I would have achieved it by now, but I just kind of like didn't really integrate into my routine, kind of forgot about it didn't stay motivated. Um, and then it's also my commitment to learning. I think when you stop learning, you stop growing. And I learn all the time. I'm always listening to podcasts and I'm always reading new books. Like that's my bedside table. You can see I have like so (laughs) many books there. I'm always like, I'm a bookworm. I, I want to, you know, interview really incredible people on the podcast. Like I, I, I'm always learning and I'm fascinated with this work because I think, I think we can become supernatural. I think, you know, there's something inside of us that, that not most people, like most people don't know they have this really crazy power to pretty much create the life of their dreams and just be this kind of, you know, we can get spiritual here, but I, I really think, you know, we can be supernatural is essentially, I'm not going to get into it like a whole no, or I understand what you're saying. It's like, they always say we only use, I don't even know if that's a true statistic, yeah. but, but we only use is like what? 10% of our brain. Tara would say that's not a true statistic. Oh, yeah, she'll say it's not <laughs> yeah. Don't quote me on that. Not fact. Um, no, but no, there's a small percentage of our brain. I don't know the exact percentage. There's a small percentage of our brain that we use and the larger percentage we actually don't really tap into. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to say is that I think we, but we can tap into it. Exactly. Yeah. There's we're capable. So I understand what you're saying in the sense that we we're capable of more if we can figure out how to harness that potential. Totally. Yeah. And I also think that just feeling positive emotions on a daily basis, having that as your default, like, not feeling stress often mm-hmm. and long periods of time, you know, small, short stress is okay. And our bodies are built up for that, but long-term stress, you know, really negative emotions, guilt, shame, resentment. If you stop feeling those feelings, the chemistry in your body changes. 
Like there's so much scientific proof around that, you know, Mm -hmm. the field around your body changes and whether or not you believe in manifestation, like there's just so much science behind how emotions influence our body and the things around us. You know, there are so many studies around that and I want to live a really long time. I want to well live over 100, 120. Like I think by the time that we're older, you know, we're lucky being young girls. I think there's going to be so much technology out there that will allow us to live long, great lives. And I really think the power of the mind is something that most people overlook. And I'm just starting to see it now. I'm just starting to realize the power of the mind now. For so long, I was a victim to my life. And I'm now just seeing the power that we all have, I guess, within. Yeah, definitely. Just going back to what you said as well about kind of like, you know, you want to do something, but you think, oh, I'll do, I'll do that at some point. And then it gets like six months down the line, you haven't done it. It's that constant kind of like, oh, one day I'll do that. One day I'll do that. And it's like, just do it. Like start today. What have you got to lose? Out of curiosity, do you do like vision boards? Oh yeah. 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 In my morning Um, routine room. This is what me and Barry want to start doing. We're actually meeting next week to create our first. We have a vision board meeting. Yeah, we do. (laughs) Amazing. Uh, you guys are going to have the best time. Yeah, I, I love vision boards. And and I love just being, like, just visual in the first place. I like seeing things. I, I You know, even if it's just, like, having a saved folder on my Instagram of things that really inspire me that I mm. want to you know, create in my life. Like, just, I think that's the one thing a lot of people lack. It's that, like, awareness of what you even want. Yeah. Like, forget about what I just said about forgetting that thing you want. It's like not even knowing in the first place, Oops, sorry, not even knowing in the first place and just like not even like sitting down and deciding. Like when I went through one of my biggest periods of growth when I was 18, when I first kind of delved into all this work, like I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I just knew that I wanted to get, leave university and start my own business of sorts. So I literally bought an empty journal like it was a huge empty journal and I sat in my residence room by myself and locked the door and I was like, I'm not leaving until I figure out what I want to do with my life. And I forced it out of myself. I, I brain dumped, I brainstormed, I wrote my strengths, my weaknesses, how I want my days to look like, what my ideal life looks like. And I started crossing out things I didn't want, you know, to mm-hmm. refine what I did want. And I made the decision. And then I, it obviously has changed a lot since then, but the biggest thing that so many people you know, succumb to is just like not taking any action at all because they're unsure of what they want. And I can tell you right now, the best thing to do is just to do as much as you can just do things so that you figure out what you don't want. And just taking action is the cure to so much. Yeah, because yeah. we also fall into the trap of like, we can start to emulate what other people do. And we can think that that's what we want, because it's what we see if we're like oh that looks good yeah I want to do that (laughs) we've seen like that's what our parents did and we're like oh well that's what I need to do and I think a big part is like actually figuring out what you want to do not what you feel expected to do or not doing what the person next to you is doing and if that does make you happy then that's fine but Mm -hmm. often you know it it takes a bit of introspective work to really figure that out I also think there's like fear of failure as well. And some people find it hard to admit what they want because they're like, oh, that's too far-fetched. I can't possibly like dream that and, you know, it not happen and then be even more disappointed than I am now kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. No, you're so right. It's, you know, getting out of our comfort zone. That's what it is. Exactly. And, you know, you're never going to know unless you try. And I think, like you said, just do something. 
yeah. you know, it doesn't have to be that huge step that, you know, it can be lots and lots of little steps. And then before you know it, you've actually made a really big one. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, that's the thing about even success too. Like it doesn't, as much as I wish it happened in like a big bang and it was like jaw <sighs> moments, a lot of the time it's not. And you just look back on six months and you're like, Oh my God, look how much has changed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's fascinating how it works. It often doesn't happen the way I want it to in the sense that I love just like, like I said, jaw dropping moments of like, Oh my yeah. God, what just happened. Doesn't happen that way a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah, but we got there in the end. It might just not be the route that we thought was set out for us. Mm-hmm. Out of curiosity, do you go back and read old journal entries oh, yeah. ever? I definitely do. And I interesting. I love doing it because it's so raw and so real and it's the true journey of transformation. All of my journals, it's like going through all of them. It's like, imagine writing every single day for your whole life. Like you see how things evolve. Right. And I think one day I'll probably make a book out of a lot of the journal entries over the years and and just show the the process because it's, it's, you know, you go up and down so much. I can't even tell you I was on such a high two weeks ago. And then I went, uh, I went away and I kind of got out of my routine, my mindset. Like I wasn't, I'm a really routine driven person. And then Um, and I was just kind of off for a few days and, you know, writing about it and then like all my old stuff comes back and then I'm like, no, this isn't who I am anymore. It's like, you're in a constant back and forth with yourself. Um, and then you realize one day that more and more you just become who you want to be and you'll still have those days where you're feeling down. But something I've realized, especially recently working with my coach is, um, you know, and cause even coaches need coaches, right? Like, Yeah. <laughs> And she's made me realize a lot. And I always had this vision of the person I wanted to be being so far out of reach. And I've come to a really big realization recently that I actually already am her. Yeah. I just don't see it yet. I'm a young version of her. Mm -hmm. And I love that. That realization was really big for me because I always thought she was so far away from me. But now I'm more connected to her. And I'm, you know, slowly but surely more and more becoming her and I'm because I'm already her you know so perception is such a powerful thing isn't it and like you said it's the power is in us you know yeah I have a question um I know you live with your boyfriend is he on this journey with you like out of curiosity like how can we inspire our partners because I think and generalizing stereotypes (laughs) gender here but I think men can be a bit more um, adverse. Less into it. <laughs> yeah, but it's just as important. But how ha- have you been able to do it in a non like pushy way? I mean, like I'm trying to think about how like I've helped my boyfriend eat healthier, and I've just really let him do it on his own and just kind of like gently just Gen- gentle nudges. <laughs> gentle nudges over seven yeah. years. But we no, this is an incredible question. And I truly will be completely honest. If you live the way that you truly think makes you your best, you'll inspire people without even realizing it. When you push people to be like you, to act like you, and I've done that with like my sister, you know, like in the past, it doesn't work. Um, you know, and with the whole healthy eating thing, it's good because like Ben loves my cooking and I'm the cook of the house. 
So, and I like, I don't, I'm not controlling with him. And I think that's a big part of our relationship. Um, you know, I don't say, Oh, eat your vegetables, you know, (laughs) but I'll make really yummy things that are made from vegetables. You know what I mean? So the same with personal development and stuff like he, I I just lived the the life and he gets influenced. So, you know, we, I guess he pick and chooses, you know, what parts he wants to be involved in. Exactly. I'll give you an example. So I started meditating around two years ago. We've been together for three years. The more I did it, the more that he was just like, and I wasn't pushing it to him. I was, I was just doing it. And he was like one day when I was meditating next to him in bed and stuff, scrolling on his phone and waiting for me to be done. He was like, I'm going to try it. And then, so he tried it and we did it at the same time and he kind of liked it. And then, you know, he didn't do it a lot. And then he started more and then he noticed that when he didn't do it, he felt more anxious and whatever it is. And then um, for example, something more recent, you know, we were watching TV before bed a lot since moving here. We've moved here like three months ago and I didn't like some nights it's totally fine. Like we definitely like half the week still do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't like doing it every single night. And you know, there's only so many like nature documentaries we can watch because <laughs> it's the only positive things on TV, right? Like, Literally. <laughs> we're negative. And I'm like, not before bed for me, please. Um, so I was like, Oh my God, I miss reading before bed. I haven't done it in so long. I really want to read before bed. And so it started like him in the other room watching TV and I'd be like, okay, I'm just going to go read in bed. And then like slowly, but surely, you know, he, he got a book that he liked and he was like, okay, I'll just, I'll read with you in bed. And then now we like read in bed, like a lot. That's so bed. cute. And I'm not, you know, so yeah, to answer your question, Barry, no, no pushiness. Like I, yeah. I don't like to be pushy with him. I have been for sure. I don't like to be because it doesn't work. You mm-hmm. have to kind of use that like, not manipulation, but just like plant the seed. Expose <laughs> them to those things and eventually they can see the positive impact. And it's the same thing. Like um, when, before Mark and I were dating, he, oh God, his favorite vegetable is spring onion on his Chinese food. Um, <laughs> And, you know, now, like, he'll be like, oh, Barry, can you make me that grilled shrimp and halloumi salad? Like, words that I never thought would come out of his mouth, and it's taken so long. But I truly used to cook two separate meals every single night. Yeah. And now I would say probably five out of seven nights a week, I'd cook one, which, like, is massive, like, mm-hmm. which is a huge win. But, yeah, no, that's that's really interesting that he's been able to just see the positives in your you know, your life and how your rituals have helped. And now he's been able to adopt some of those. Absolutely. Yeah, that's it for sure. Amazing. Oh, sorry. You go, you go. I was gonna say, out of curiosity, how long do you meditate for? Because it's just something that I've never really been able to get on board with. So any tips are welcome because I hear so many benefits. I'll tell you my biggest tips. Cause when I first started meditating, I didn't like it either. Cause I was doing the wrong types of meditations. I was doing meditations that I didn't enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. I was doing those headspace ones that I was just like, I really don't like no offense to headspace. They don't make me feel like I can smash all my goals and get inspired and motivated. Like I'm my superwoman self. Like they're not that like exciting for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of like breathe. Like I, I'm not into those meditations. I actually do more hypnotherapy meditations. And all the meditations that I created from Mimi Method, my platform, they're all like hypnotherapy, but I call them meditations because I feel like hypnotherapy will scare people. <laughs> Basically, me- the difference between meditations and hypnotherapy, meditating, 
is when you're like you're just trying to like not think of anything but hypnotherapy is when you kind of like use mental rehearsal and visualize and like really start using your brain so as an active mind person i prefer that so i'll tell you my big tips for meditating um, start like just try out different meditations, see which ones like you really enjoy. Because when you start seeing the difference, even instantly, how you feel and how your days change, you'll become addicted to it, like fully. So I I feel you on that. Start starting meditations that make you feel, you know, that really. It's like you know working out. Like afterwards, you feel so good and like. But it's actually yeah. easier than working out because in the moment, it's not even hard. I love meditating because I love you know you know, thinking about the version of me that I want to be and like becoming her in that moment. And it's like the most blissful feeling in the world. Like I love it. So I would suggest that you try, um, you know, doing meditations that are maybe a bit more action oriented focused and more for manifestation and stuff. Um, and yeah, you know, I, the other tip that I have is try to do it in the morning because when it's kind of lingering over you and you haven't done it yet and you're like, Oh, I have to meditate today. And it becomes one of those like chores. I don't like when meditating becomes a chore. Cause it like, I fall out of love with it. I don't like being told what to do. I don't like, you know, so I would say do it in the morning, do a meditation you enjoy. And that makes you feel like all those positive feelings because it gets addictive. And, um, how long do I meditate in the morning? 20 to 30 minutes in the morning. Wow. And yeah. That's a um, long meditation. It is, but you don't have to start. You can start with 10 minutes in the morning, you know? Yeah. And like you said, if it's not one of those, that's like, here's the thought, acknowledge the thought, let the thought go, which is very like typical meditation. If yours is more kind of, you know, like you said, visualizing and manifesting. Action orientated. That sounds yeah. more up my street. Yeah. Totally. It's literally rewiring your brain. Cause I'll think of you know, for example, when I wanted to stop binge eating, I used to binge eat all the time. Even if it was like healthy food, it doesn't matter. It was overeating and it's not healthy. So I used to have a problem with that and how I kind of cured that. And I actually have a meditation on me method about goodbye binge eating. So how I cured that is by in the morning meditating and visualizing a mental rehearsal, visualizing myself, feeling the feelings that I had before binging, like stress, anxiety, uncertainty, just whatever feelings they were. And I was visualizing that in my meditation. I visualized myself feeling the need to go to the kitchen or whatever, and then stopping myself. I, and I did that over and over and over again until it became a program in my brain. So I would think to myself, you know, um, okay, this is where I am. I'm, I'm really craving food. And then I stopped myself in my tracks in that mental rehearsal, which ended up, you know, turning into real life. And I was like, wait, what am I doing? I want to stop this habit and I make a new choice. A lot of the time it didn't happen, but the more you do it, the more it does. And mm -hmm. I can now say, I don't remember the last time I binge ate. So do you find it, a lot of your like, um, meditation, like active meditations, like lead you to like need to journal right after? Cause do you like think about things and then you're like, Oh my God, I need to write that down. Sometimes, sometimes. I think most of my brain dumping happens in the morning when I'm- So you do that first and then you meditate. Yeah, I do that first. And then like, of course, in meditations, I'll get great ideas and then write them down, but I don't pressure it. Like the more that you like pressure yourself to come up with a great idea, the less they'll come. You just have to kind of surrender. Mm -hmm. I absolutely yeah. love those tips and I'm going to let you know how I yeah. get on. <laughs> 
same, same. Yeah, I found um, the sitting down meditations weren't really for me either, but I really like walking meditations um, and just like those mindful activities of like taking in your surroundings and listening and looking and taking notice of things that you wouldn't normally take notice of. I find that super, super calming. Yeah, for sure. What walk, walking meditations do you do? Because I actually have them on Mimi Method, but I haven't seen many else out there. Ironically, the ones that I used are in Headspace. Oh, no way. They have them. Yeah, oh they God. did um, a partnership with TFL, actually. So they oh. have like specific like walking meditations in London, like walking in the city, walking in oh. London's green spaces, walking. They have like a commute walk one that I used to do back in the day when we used to commute before COVID. Um and I used to really, really like those. And sometimes I'll still do it in the park, like when I take um, my dog for a walk. Um, but yeah, I'm not the kind of person who can like sit and just meditate. It has mm-hmm. to be something that like you said, like an active meditation. But I guess my active was walking. That's really good. Yeah, walking meditations are fab. Totally. Amazing. Well, I've taken a lot away from this conversation. Yeah. And I think our listeners will as well, because, you know, we're always talking about, you know, what is wellness, like what Mm -hmm. the work is wellness. There's so much to it. And this is just another thing that can just add to your wellness journey or really help you progress in your wellness journey and open different doors and, you know, help you be the person that you want to be because you are her or him. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. What a beautiful conversation. Thank you guys so much for having me. This went by so fast. Oh my God. It went so quickly. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on and chat with us today. And where can everyone find you? Yeah. So Instagram is where I'm hanging out most. It's just at Mimi Bouchard. And then um, my platform and app, it's called Mimi Method. So you can just look it up, MimiMethod.com. And then my podcast is the Mimi B podcast, M-I-M-I-B-E-E. And yeah, like I said, I have hundreds of episodes with people all about personal development, health, wellness, and relationships. Amazing. Amazing. We'll link that in the show notes and we will see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of the Forking Wellness Podcast. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe and share with your friends and family or anyone that you think this episode might be helpful to. It really does help us get seen in the charts. Please go follow us on Instagram at Forking Wellness and pre-order our book either on amazon.co.uk or barnesandnobles.com.